Welcome to the Gray Area. I'm Genesee Gray, and this is episode 142. I'm bringing you a bit of a classic for me. It's a couple months old. I recorded it with Good Shepherd Entertainment for Monster Train. Hopefully you've you know what Monster Train is, and hopefully you've had a chance to play that. It's a strategic roguelike deck building game. Uh, basically, it's a little bit different in the sense that it's almost like a tower defense game, which is super cool. But I was able to have the voice actors uh, talk to me during this show for them and talk a little bit about their process and you know how they did what they did um, voicing the different characters in games so that was really fun i want to share that with you now in case you happen to miss it during the live stream and kind of boost the signal if you want to say so you can hear my cat sneezing in the background <laughs> and also to tell you that i'm going to be speaking at pax online uh actually wednesday the 16th of september doing a panel called so uh, games as social healing and essentially that's a very long description but essentially it's about it's about the social nature of games and how they can be therapeutic to people and how they can uh, deal with these stereotypes that are very prevalent in the industry so it's very interesting i had a wonderful group of people talking with me um rafael bocomazzo hopefully i'm saying that right he's the clinical director of take this which i've spoken with before you hopefully you know them and rafi regulus the president of nyc gamers adam davis the founder of game to grow uh, dr jerome anderson who's a clinical social worker uh, for the u.s public health service so we had a lot of experts on there a lot of doctors a lot of educated people who had some really cool opinions on the idea of games as uh, social healing so check that out. It's going to be on PAX 3. Uh, Twitch has several channels for PAX. Uh, going to be at 4.30 Pacific time. So for those in Eastern, that would be 7.30 p.m. I think it's like 1.30 a.m. or something like that for you guys on uh, <laughs> in Europe. So sorry about that. It's not very convenient, but hopefully you can check that out. Um, I'm going to be be putting this episode out early in the morning so you can check that later on during the day and i'm sure it'll be recorded for you as well so say hi to my cat freddie he's been sneezing and sniffling in the background while i record and hopefully you'll enjoy this um talking about monster train with the awesome people who i'm not going to introduce because they introduce themselves in the video Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the the audio stream. Happy Thursday, community. We have an audio sound extravaganza today with some of the names that you know in the industry, whether you know it or not. Uh, we're talking Monster Train, voice actors, sounds, and music. So prepare your questions in chat, and we will ask them at the end of the stream with Steam or Twitch, depending on where you are. But we're going to start with DB Cooper. Um, but before we do too much questions for that, I want you all to introduce yourselves. So we're just going to go around Robin. Um, just go, we're going to be like Foursquare, right? Like Brendan first, then Michael, go ahead. Just introduce yourself and, and like a little bit about yourselves, and then I will brag about you all individually. All right. Well, hi, I'm Brendan. Uh, I am a writer, developer, man of many hats at Shiny Shoe. Uh, so work on Monster Train, write all the names. Uh, help Jordan with all the lovely sound that's in the game. Uh, yeah. Redbeard. Everyone knows you as a Redbeard. That's like your secret yeah. identity. Redbeard and Loremaster. Loremaster. All right, Michael. Hi, 
My name is Michael Schwalbe, and uh, I'm a full-time voice actor of seven years. Uh, you may also know me as basically every NPC in Slay the Spire. So somehow <laughs> I've accidentally become the voice of like this whole genre. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a real privilege to be a part of Monster Train 2. I love the game, and uh, it's been really a great experience to share it with so many other talented people. Yeah, you're Smite, Altered Carbon, and Devil May Cry 5 too, right? Like, I feel like people know Yeah, and Ori, know Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and uh, Half-Life Alex uh, was in that. So I've, I've gotten to do a whole lot of cool stuff so far. And uh, it's as a lifelong gamer, it's just so much fun to contribute to uh, media that was so important to me growing up. Awesome. Now we knew it to DB, who I have mixed feelings on because Arizona sunshine scares the crap out of me. So... Oh, good! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Go for it. That's it. Um, I'm DB Cooper. I've been a voice actor and an actor like almost my entire adult life. And it is just a supercharged thing to be part of this project, too. I think I got to know Jordan um, through maybe the GDC. I can't remember, but we started talking about tech and and about how to write music and about stuff. And he said, hey, you know, I need five actors for this game. And I said, you know, you really don't because, <laughs> because, because I know a guy. And uh, so between me and Michael, we populated this world with sounds and I'm just chuffed as heck to be part of it. <laughs> People probably know you from Hearthstone or Bioshock too as well. So you've been sure. there. People know you. Yeah. Well, All right. I hope so. They do. And Jordan, all the remixes. Fine. All the remixes. Tell us all about it. Yeah, I started off, uh, yeah, remixing game music. Um, I'm a big JRPG fan, Final Fantasy, and things like that. Um, and that's how I kind of got my start in music. Um, and eventually branched out to do sound design, sound effects. Um, working with with Michael and DB on this has been a, a new and really exciting experience for me. Um, but yeah, for Monster Train, I. Um, just wrote the music with the sounds and, and that's it. Oh, he says, that's just, it. Wrote it. just wrote the music. That's it, he says. <laughs> just kind of just wrote it. Yeah. Oh. You know, the more, actually, I don't get a chance to play this game yet because it's not on Mac and that's all I've got. But I've been watching gameplay videos and it's like, I think I'll watch this part again because the music is so epic. Oh, Let's just I'll watch this battle again. I'll watch this battle again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was really pleased uh, to see just just a little. It's subtle, but like when it says "now playing," fell, but like whatever. <laughs> I love that now playing. It really draws attention to the music, and because a lot of people don't pay attention to it, uh, you know, it's just kind of in the background for ambiance. But that's a really cool way to subtly make it a focal point of like, oh yeah, I love that song, uh, that yeah. piece. Yeah, I think that might have been Brendan. That was a, a awesome stroke of genius there. Yeah, really that's like a it. perfect tweak. Yeah, we really wanted to call attention to Jordan. I mean, every game that we've worked on that Jordan has been a part of, everyone immediately calls out the music. So making sure that we were making a priori a priority is super important. Awesome. Well, one of my questions is, have you guys seen yourselves, your voices, in the game? And it sounds like you have been watching. So, uh, yeah, what's that experience like? You, you record this probably in a sort of bubble vacuum, and now you see it live you know, as a part of this organism that's that's a game. Whoever it's wants. always fun. It's always super duper fun. It's like hearing yourself on the radio amplified by about a thousand million <laughs> times. Because when you're watching a Let's Play or something, people respond to your voices. Mm -hmm. When when people that's respond so cool, yeah. to the sounds that you're making because of delight or disgust or whatever, it's like, yeah, that works. 
Oh, I'm going to play this now a second because I want people to know, like, I have all your sounds, by the way. <laughs> so I'm going to play Fell right now. I hope I don't blast you guys out in chat. Let's play Fell. <laughs> okay, so you know. This is this is who you know, right? Uh, let's see. Also, Imp. Oh my gosh, how much popularity is there with this? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Imp Death, maybe I can play it. Maybe not. Alright, Imp Death later. But yeah, the imps, all the imps, you're gonna be very excited about. Here's one. I love that. Okay, so those are imps. Y'all know. Was I imps or were you imps, DB? I can't remember. I'm 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 the imps and the morsels. You got okay. to be you got to be an awful lot of bad guys, dude. Yeah, you're I was Dante. looking up your car today. <laughs> you are Dante. Like, you're yeah. all the angels. I'm like I'm like some of the angels. Any of the angel <laughs> any of the angel characters that sound like really like birds, those are me. <laughs> and 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 Michael is the one that like freaks you out on a subsonic level. Yeah. No! Yeah. There's Dante. No. no he says and let's see what else yeah you have you have a couple of these guys michael let's let's do uh penumbra Ooh, growly yeah we're not hearing them yeah no you're not sorry you get to miss all oh. of this <laughs> it's not for only us we know for, only i don't need to hear them i did them only for them <laughs> someone's asking who did morsels that know? was db db okay. db did morsels and all of the imps I'm playing your morsels. It sounds like what's up. It's pretty cute. Okay, so let's let's go back to the beginning here, Brendan. How are the characters explained to you when you're getting ready to, you know, think about the sounds? Like, were you given explicit directions, like you say this thing, or it's like this is your world and then you decide? How how is the collaborative process, Brendan? Well, for the design of them, I mean, we really started from a gameplay point of view first, but for the actual, you know, world and how these, all of these different creatures sounded, um, we had, ha we had pretty much all the art for the different characters by the time we did recordings uh, with Michael and Vivi. So that was a really good jumping off point to yeah. give them an idea totally. of like, the imps or the morsels. Um, and I had rough ideas for what they were all going to sound like. The imps, we obviously wanted to sound uh, really fun and cute. Uh, for Seraph and the Angels, we like made a point to make sure that Michael was dying by the end of the recording. It's uh, <laughs> like totally ripped out his throat. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the lore and the characters already been built, built out at that point. So the sound was kind of a natural progression uh, from that. But there were a lot of instances where Jordan and I were kind of figuring out the sound as we went along in the recording process. Uh, and both Michael and DB were awesome with that, of figuring out like, oh, well, you know, maybe like I think Tethys was one where uh, we wanted her to sound more gurgly, like she was underwater. So DB was like, "Hold on, let me go get some Jello real quick and throw it in my throat and gurgle <laughs> around." Uh, and that was something that we never would have thought of on our own. Yeah, so it was a super collaborative process, definitely. Yeah, that's one of the things I really liked the, about the, doing the voiceover work for this game. You know, working with both of you was that you both brought something to it that. Um, you know, from your experiences and thing, techniques and, and things like that, and also just your, your own creativity to it. Um, one of the things that we did was show them the artwork. And mm. um, yeah, it made a all lot of it. Yeah, the artwork is like probably the single most useful thing for us that, to, to influence the creation of these voices and sounds is if you just have like, well, we want it to be 
gurgly and this. It's like, you can only get so far with that. But if you see a picture of like the gorger and he's got this massive mouth and saliva and teeth, like that kind of influences, okay, well, I need my teeth to sound like this. And I need like all this phlegmy <laughs> stuff. And like, <laughs> that is so, so much easier for, for us to figure out. So we, I, when I saw you had like 39 like artworks, I was like, thank you. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and they were all really distinct too. Like it wasn't like, here's soldier A, here's soldier B. And they look identical, which is really frustrating from our standpoint. So mm -hmm. they were all really unique and idiosyncratic. And they the, were wonderfully the tricked out. And it does absolutely affect how we, I mean, we're interrupting Jordan, but you know, whatevs, because actually, <laughs> um, it has everything to do with how you personify things. So, for instance, the uh, the the Tethys, um, uh, which had a different name when we did it, uh, she's got really sharp teeth. And it's the same thing that Michael said. When you've got a character whose teeth are part of the deal, you have to make sure we can hear your teeth. So mm -hmm. that's why she sounded like yes, yes. You, know, you have to make it sound kind of sparky, you know, and, and spiky, and that's what it is. So that's why um, I printed those suckers out. I had those, you know, we had uh -huh. a. I had a sheet of names because everybody had a certain number of things that we needed to do. We had spawns and then the preparation for an attack and we had to be hit and a death. And uh, I, I, I printed my art, my guys, because I had to look at them, you know, cause the, the, the morsels all have a different, uh, they, they, they have different um, things that they bring to the game. And same thing with the imps, because you've got, you know, the scholar imp is not going to sound exactly the same as the, the you know, the guy with the helmet on and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to, they're going to sound you know, a little different. So it's going to be, it's going to be neat. That's all the art. Someone is asking you, chat. Oh! Is this Fairwax? Is that the sound you're asking about? I think they're asking about Fell and Fell's O sound. That's you, isn't it, DB? Yeah. Yeah. That's really all Jordan. Because I, I gave... I gave basic sounds for her. We did a lot of very melodic stuff and it was not easy. And I, I don't know how it worked with Seraph because Seraph is kind of like equal, is on par with Fel. Fel is this, has this cry that it's all open mouth, very melodic. And um, she doesn't say any word like things at all. And so trying to convey emotion that way, that was, that was all, it, that was all Jordan's direction and help. And then all of the processing that he did afterward that actually brought the character into full fruition is pretty insane. It just is wonderful. Yeah, one of the, the things about, um, to note was that we decided really early on that we didn't want any of these to be words. And I know that that doesn't leave you guys a lot of options. You know, you had, we almost had to exaggerate the emotions a little bit. Um, and for Fell, uh, in particular, because there's a lot of interesting um, conflict and a lot of mm -hmm. interesting lore behind her. Um, we basically sent DB this whole list of what's going on contextually, and it's like, can you turn that into an awe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <You know>? exactly. <laughs> uh, and I think she did, did a great job, you know, conveying this kind of hesitance um, and this internal pain about it. Um, but, you know, I think that was what made this process a lot of fun for, for Brendan and I too is, um, you know, basically giving you a whole backstory behind all of these characters, um, or just little tidbits and seeing what you would do with them, 
you know, because you, you definitely brought your own spin to things, and we really appreciated that. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's interesting because a Doggos. lot of these sounds are really melodic, but yet you're writing music that obviously has its own key and its own feel. How was it, Jordan, to fit like all of these associated sounds? Because you don't know when they're going to happen in the game, and make sure that they work with your music and, and aren't too discordant unless you're going for that sound. Ooh, good question. That's a very good question. The, uh, <laughs> I guess the, uh, the short answer of it is I didn't. <laughs> I just kind of like happy wrote the music and. Yeah, because if you think about, you know, how many permutations, like, which sounds can play over which musical tracks, and we ha kind of have this jukebox system running in the, the game where a random battle track, one of eight battle tracks, could play. And it could be any combination of classes that you're playing as, so it was just too many combinations to, like, go down a list and actually try them all out. I think what we did was we just you know, got them all in, tried to make sure that we went into it knowing the identity of the song and the identity of the class, keeping that as consistent as possible. And then, you know, and there were a few cases where things were just like too much, you know, when, you know, when they were in the game, just the, the cumulative sound of things mm. was a lot. So we, we had to dial things back after the fact. Okay. I'm looking for... Michael's doing a lot of growling sounds for Seraph. I'm looking for some ones Seraph can share. Yeah, Shark and Sheriff and Seraph, you have a lot of growls happening, for sure. <laughs> okay, I think we're going to take some chat questions soon because we have about 10 minutes left. But I'm going to ask this as delicately as, as possible, DB. But this is a community question I get a lot. So when you play this game, uh, depending on how fast you have it on, like super fast speed or whatever speed, these sounds all happen at once a lot. And there's some sounds in here that you get hit as an Awoken. Uh, do you remember any of these sounds, like where you're playing the Awoken a champion, you get hit a lot? Are you actually like acting out, like getting hit, you know, to hear that? And also, when you play them together, sometimes it's a little not safe for work. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so tell oh, wow. us about tell us about how this works. Like, do you actually hit yourself? And like, um, you know? actually, I'll I'll give you an example. This is not the actual weight I use, but I'll take a weight. This is an this is a hand weight. And if I need to do an impact, I will actually put this into my solar plexus. Oh, We've wow. got, um, I, I, um, I stood for most of, of the recordings of this stuff. And this will be out of the range of the microphone. It'll be something like this or a small, um, like a two or a three pound dumbbell. Oh, and, I'll, and I'll actually push it into my solar plexus because you otherwise can't fake it. You can't get that. I was wondering. So, okay. Wow, dedication. Yeah. Chat says they appreciate have... this dedication. <laughs> but that's it. And yeah, we do. Um, Michael knows um, what it's like to, to take bullets, howl in agony, and die. Um, we yeah. actually have to we have to hurt ourselves a little bit from time to time. So when we're punching or being punched, we actually do things so that it actually has an authentic <laughs> sound. Cool. Yeah, a lot of newer actors, I'm actually in the middle of teaching uh, a, lot, a series of classes on this exact topic, so it's pretty relevant. But a lot of newer actors just think like, oh, well, an impact, it's pain. So you go, ah! But the reality is, is that there's a dozen, two dozen different ways to sell that effort. And what is happening to your body is going to inform that. So if you are getting punched in the stomach, you're not just going to go, ah! You're going to go, <laughs> and like actually 
lose the air first and then have the pain. And so like, it's all these different layers that go into the efforts to uh, inform that. Like if you're gonna get shot, it's gonna be like a punch that's so hard it goes through you. So it's gonna start with the well, it's also like after. a it's also very pointy being shot well, has, yeah, the, yeah. has the very pointy ah you know it's the in, it's the insult as well as it's going to be different else. for your arm versus your stomach versus getting shot in the face or getting smashed by a boulder you know like it's it's all all different and there's we a do a lot of things to our bodies when we're doing these i mean my yeah my, i do i enact all of it and my face hurts by the end of it because if I've got <laughs> I'll hit I've, myself in the face, yeah. Well, I'll, I, some characters require you to actually move this flesh of your face. Mm -hmm. So if you've got something that sounds a little different, you're going to be yeah. going like this. And what does it sound like? <laughs> so, I did all the gorgers like, like pulling my oh, cheek out of the side. Yeah. So yeah, it gets to, it gets a little tiring, but I mean it's like it's like doing it's like doing Slimer in Ghostbusters, you know. <laughs> so okay, Voyo Killer is asking you questions about this too. Um, their one question though is they said they laughed out loud when they heard the boss, the mechanic boss, say it's hammer time. So props <laughs> to whoever did that. I don't know. Just I know. think that might have been something we opened up to the devs, right? <laughs> The, uh, the little chatter. Are you talking yeah, about the speech about bubble over? Yes, the speech. Yes. Oh, I wonder who. <laughs> yeah, was I it, like that one. Was too. it me or was it one of? Did we did? Did we actually did say it or is it a bubble? Uh, this is a, a speech bubble. So yeah, yeah was it oh, wasn't okay, either okay. of you? Yeah. Okay. So in addition to the VO, which is non-language uh, specific, we have these like actual chatter boxes over them that just kind of play, just yeah. to add a little bit of extra flavor. Well, you know what? There are some words that we just say anyway. I always do anyway because I cheat a little bit. And because even if they're supposed to be non-language specific vocalizations, which is what we're keyed on, some things transcend and go across all languages. One thing is okay. I'll mm. always give okays to choose from. I'll always give byes. You know, it's like <laughs> time to die now. Bye. Um, so there's going to be a bye um, and ow. I think everyone across the planet understands okay, bye, or hi, and ow. And so you're going to always, I think you can always give those, even if it's non-specific. Nice. The Seven Seas is asking about your other games. If you listen to the beginning of the show, you will hear all the other games listed that they're doing, which are many. But I'm going to, to piggyback off this and say, for this game, what is your favorite character or sound that you've done? Michael. You first. Uh, Definitely Seraph. I mean, who doesn't want to be the big bad? Uh, also, I think that the processing and uh, combined with just the gnarly inhales I was doing just ended up sounding so cool. And every time <laughs> that I hear that, <laughs> it's like, man, we did a great job. <laughs> nice. I have to, uh, yeah, I have to say um, that, well, Fell is so epic that it, she's, she's, She's got to be. She's got to be the epic favorite, but the hilarious favorite is the morsels, for without a doubt. <laughs> Everyone loves the morsels. They really do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so people like this. They want to hear more of it. Obviously, they should play the Monster Train. But do you guys have anything upcoming that you'd like to share, just for your personal, so I can promote you? Anything people should go to to find you if they want to like learn more about voice acting or like see more of your stuff. 
You can certainly go to our websites. My website is dbcoopervo.com. Yeah, mine is Michael dot, or Michael Schwal dot B. <laughs> uh, or you can go find me on Twitter at uh, what he said VO. Uh, I also just dropped our uh, respective IMDBs in the chat. Yes. For those that were asking what else. Oh, Michael. Done. Yes. I don't know how well this is going to work with latency and all, but I think we have something to say to Jordan, don't we? Oh, yes. <laughs> It's Jordan's birthday today, everybody. So give him some happy birthdays in the stream chat. Thank yeah. you. The hey. best gift I could have asked for. That was epic. Awesome. Morsels and metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in a, in a few minutes here, we're going to switch out and huge thanks to all of our voice actors. You will hear them over and over as you play Monster Train. Um, and you can hate them a little, that's okay, because, you know, it's really hard to beat Fel and Seraph, but I hope you appreciate, like, all the little pieces that went into making this an awesome game. So good job, Jordan. Good job, Brendan. Thank you guys for being in here. And we're going to introduce in a few minutes Betsy, who did soundtrack vocals. And Betsy, I'm going to make some assumptions here. Betsy's related to you, Brendan. Yes, she is my wife. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> okay, very good. So it's going to take me a second to like do a little switcheroo on chat. So I hope you guys are, are patient. But again, huge thanks to our voice actors. And uh, if you guys don't mind dropping, I'm going to invite Betsy in. It's going to be Jordan and Betsy. Great. We're going to talk about music. So, yay. Bye, Great everyone. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Switching all the stuff, guys. Sorry. Sorry for weirdness. Can we bring uh, Betsy on? Yeah. And media source. Back in here. I can see some more of the game while I do that. Hey, Betsy. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. We can. Hopefully, uh, give me one second to move your name around, and I think we're good to go. Good, Brendan. You're saying. I was not sure if you were going to share a camera or not. Cool. Okay. Everyone in chat, welcome, Betsy. Thanks. Betsy Raffeld, is that how you say it? R-A-F-E-L-D? Raffeld? Raffeld, yes. Yeah. Now you all might recognize Betsy's voice versus Betsy herself, so I'm going to play The Descent for a second. Play in the background, you all can't hear it. You sang a little bit, so they heard you. <laughs> okay, so take us through how this process works. Like, how how did you get involved in this? Um, obviously, you know, family. But how does this all work out that you you're doing vocals for Monster Train? Tell us about you. 
Yeah, so um, I, I mean, Brendan and I have been married for, for a while now, and, um, you know, he's been working on games for a while, and I was introduced to Jordan um, about four years ago, and, you know, I've been doing music for a long time, so we've always kind of talked about wanting to do a song together, wanting to collaborate. We've jammed a few times. Um, and so with Monster Train coming up, we basically decided that we would we would really dedicate ourselves to doing it. Um, and it happened pretty quickly. It happened over the course of quarantine and shelter in place. So we actually didn't even get to record it together, which was a bummer, but um, it does kind of add to the, the comedy of it all. So Jordan really worked with Brendan on the lyrics and Jordan did all of the music, sent it over to me. I uh, did all the vocals. And then I sent it over to him and he did all the mixing from home. So it happened, it was a quick turnaround, probably a week or two. Yeah, it was something that Jordan and I had both talked about for a really long time in terms of wanting to do a vocal-centric track, uh, both to serve the story of whatever world we were working on, but also to showcase a lot of the strength that, that Betsy and Jordan both have. Um, so it really worked out that we had a place for it in Monster Train. So I'm playing it in the background chat. If it's overwhelming, um, just let me know if, if the sound is too loud for the song. I want you to hear the whole thing. So tell us about the lyrics, Jordan, because I'll be honest, I just was reading the credits. I never sat down and listened to what the song says. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, so The Descent is, um, it has kind of two functions. It's meant to bring to the front some of the lore that, that Brendan had written. Um, just talking about, you know, the literal descent down through the different rings of hell. Um, and also, the, the one lyric that I think we had kind of decided to focus on was, uh, we're coming home, it's never ending. Um, which is a little bit of a meta thing about this roguelike, roguelite genre of doing this process over and over and over again. Um, and deciding to just kind of take those two elements and wrap them up into a song that could be listened to uh, as a credits track, as a standalone thing. Um, I think Betsy and I both come from uh, more singer-songwriter backgrounds. At least for me, you know, I, my background is like drums and guitar and, and that kind of stuff. And while Monster Train is very orchestral, we wanted this one to feel more like a, like a single almost. It does. So, who else is singing? I might have missed that part. It's you and who else? A duet. Jordan. I'm singing. Uh, oh, it's Jordan. <laughs> I'm singing oh. the, the male vocal parts. Yeah. Okay. It's really a, it's really about Betsy's vocals, but um, I I love the idea of us, you know, like having a kind of a duet. And we've sung in the past, you know, like we've we've jammed and played some songs, and so I, I knew that it was going to work out well. Um, but this this track to me is all about all about Betsy's amazing voice. Cool. So how does that feel? Because honestly, like a lot of people really love the credits. There's all these, you know, m these cards that flip over and animations happening and stuff like that. Most people don't w read credits like in a game, but these are pretty cool credits. Like if you're going to read credits, that's these. So people will probably get through your whole song. So how weird is this to like see a game <laughs> with, your, with your vocals in it? Or have you done this many times before and this is old hat for you? I have definitely never done this, um, especially for a game. I've done, you know, I, I put out an album um, very much like singer songwriting. I play ukulele and guitar and piano. Um, and so like, I'm kind of used to doing my own thing, um, doing a lot of solo stuff. So it was very uh, unique for me and a little unnerving at first. I, I sent back Jordan a few takes and just wasn't quite sure like 
what vibe we were going with, wasn't sure like how forceful to use my voice. And, and so it was really new for me to work with someone who was kind of directing me through it. Okay. Um, and I recorded it like sitting down in my living room. So um, just sort of bizarre to like be doing it this way just because of shelter in place. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely surreal, uh, but it's, it's very cool. And it's, it's awesome to be able to collaborate with Brendan on, on something that he's so passionate about yeah. and something that I'm so passionate about. So you must have a good setup because this could be, this could have been very bad having been stuck in your house and not having any kind of studio or anything. Awesome that it worked out. Yeah. Good. So, okay. I don't, full props to you and I want to definitely focus on the greatness of this track and, and your vocals, but I have to ask, because you're married, what is it like to live with Lore Master, who's probably talking about the game 24-7, <laughs> like, how, how, how does this work out? Are you just tired of Monster Train? Never want to hear that again. Um, it's, I mean, it's been going on for a couple of years, so uh, I've, I've heard a lot about it, but I think Brendan is, like, pretty good about keeping work with work, um, and, you know, he definitely pulls me into to understanding, like, what he's going through with work and developing these characters, and especially, you know, I watched the voice actors come on, and I, I remember that very vividly. I remember hearing about what that was like for Brendan and Jordan to sit in on those sessions. Um, but yeah, I think I think especially with the launch of the game, it's a lot of you know it's nonstop because there are streams like this going on, and so honestly, it's been really exciting. But there are times that I have to politely ask Brendan <laughs> to maybe like pull away from the streams for a minute so we can have dinner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> are you a gamer as well? Like, is that something you enjoy? Um, I am not a current gamer, although I was pretty obsessed with my GameCube growing up. Um, and so I, I played a lot of like Super Monkey Ball 2 um, and Super Mario Sunshine. Um, right now, I mostly play like Rocket League when I'm really feeling like sitting on the couch. That's and, challenging. And just, like connecting to a game. Um, but outside of that, no, I don't, I don't play too much. Gotcha. Okay, so Jordan, let's talk a little bit about the music in general. I'm playing... A little bit of stuff in the background just from the rest of it. So we're listening to sure. Sojourn right now. Um, you, you've written a lot of pieces specific for bosses, obviously. So how do you come up with a feel? I'm sure you and Brendan probably have like talks about this. How do you come up with a feel for like what would the music? I'm gonna play it now. What is the music for Fell? Like how does that reflect Fell as like a boss character and and the feel of Fell? How do those lore and music work together for you? So for Fell, um, well, let me back up a bit to say that, you know, before all this happened, Brendan and I had lots and lots of discussions and Spotify playlist sharing, just trying to decide the palette for the game. So um, we, we sort of honed in on the instrument sets that we wanted to use, and that was a lot of orchestral string stuff and uh, choirs. Choirs was kind of a central part of it, and we knew that we wanted to save it for special moments so for fell you know the first thing that you hear is this like female choir um and i i kind of wanted this to tie in with the the voiceover that we did for her as well mm -hmm. the direction that we gave the db was very musical in a sense we had her sing these um like short phrases that were two notes and so to have that that kind of dissonant but musical um, voice acting over the music, which is like literally just choirs kind of the whole way uh, through, was how we started with Fell. Um, musically, you know, I was thinking about 
you know, something to kind of juxtapose to the softness of, of the female choir, having more of like a intense, um, dissonant, like kind of orchestral thing. Um, because there is like in the lore, this duality in her character, you know, without getting into it too much, you know, she's conflicted. And so we wanted the, the music to kind of be shifting constantly and a little bit ambiguous about how it makes you feel. Um, the other bosses were kind of um, similar. I think <laughs> the one through line is we just wanted them to be epic, you know, like whereas <laughs> most of the tracks are kind of here. Um, all the iterations we did on the boss tracks were, oh, it needs to be here, you know, and so um, and with Seraph in particular. Let me play Seraph for everyone too. Yeah, I think looking at the like the sonic footprint of the game as a whole, the like the Spotify playlist is definitely the first. Like I do that for every project that I'm writing on. That's like one of the very first things that I do, and then I'll send that to Jordan, and we'll hammer out for. I mean, for Monster Train, it was probably the better part of a year of really figuring out what we wanted the instrument palette to be, what we wanted the feel to be. Originally, the game took place in London, actually, so it was. A lot of like Sherlock Holmes inspiration, a lot of like more natural percussion elements, like watches ticking and like hammers on metal and more kind of fully focused uh, instruments, which we slowly kind of pulled out, or I think still exists somewhat in Daedalus's theme. Um, but as we started to hone in, the music I think was fairly, I mean, I didn't work on it, so I can say it was fairly easy to figure out. Uh, but once I think we figured out like generally kind of the rules and the, the box that we wanted everything to fit in of kind of this very uh, choral and orchestral uh, like music footprint, then it, it became fairly easy to figure out. Yeah. Cool. I will say too, though, that the um, one of the, the most interesting challenges of working within that framework, you know, knowing the kind of overall like high level vibe that we wanted the game to have was getting to think about the different rings um, within the, the lore. So every ring in Hell has its own kind of unique thing from, you know, the Wildwood to the Waxen Arches to um, the Crucible. You know, all of these things have their own different flavors to them. And those actually correlate with the, the clans as well. And so getting to think about, um, you know, like for the Wildwood, for example, should we bring in guitars? Um, and I'm a guitarist, so I'm constantly <laughs> looking for chances to play. But um, figuring out whether that was workable or not. Sorry, what was that? Is this a cello? What am I hearing here in Call of the Wildwood? Yeah, it's a lot of strings uh, and uh, strings and acoustic guitars. Mostly. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, keep going, sorry. I just wanted to identify the instruments that you're correlating with different clans because this is interesting. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, the Wildwood, um, I'll just use this one as an example. The Wildwood to me was like um, maybe the furthest departure from our original concept, which was this whole kind of London, Downton Abbey, Sherlock Holmes type of <laughs> thing. You know, it had a very Victorian feel, which I think is maybe more like the Melting Remnant, if, you, uh, if you're familiar with them. The yeah. Wildwood is like, you know, Whereas the melting remnant is very like kind of high society, the melting or the uh, uh, awoken, and the, the call of the wildwood that track is is kind of more about uh, the natural aspect of things. So lots of vines and um, and things. So that track to me sounds like a chase through the forest, you know. And so that's that's where we decided to use things like guitars. But on other tracks, you know, it wouldn't really be appropriate. 
so there is some flexibility um but hopefully you know there's a a larger overarching vibe that was consistent through the game no that's that's cool because also i mean like you said the, these are more of you're just like i'm in my map and i'm moving to an area and i'm just deciding what i want to buy or whatever but it feels like all the bosses have that sort of like anticipatory feel and maybe it's just the drums that you have a lot happening in there but it's like there's a tension not just the fact that you're might lose everything, you know, and it's a big fight, but, like, the music makes me tense. I'm, like, anxious, Jordan, when I'm playing the bosses. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that, was, that was the intent. Um, it, there is something um, urgent about all of the boss tracks, you know, and a lot of that is the percussion, um, which was, was great for me. You know, my background is in percussion, so I think that getting to write these kind of complex drum rhythms, uh, and we used everything from you know, frame drums to drum sets uh, to taiko drums and things like that to help create the sense of movement in, in the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, definitely more so in the boss tracks than in something like Lost of the Bogs, which is like a slow trudging uh, march almost. I think to Jordan's credit, um, and also just for context, one of the first, or the very first track that we did is now titled Warmongers and it's uh, attributed to the Hellhorned and the Scorched Plains. Um, and that is a super intense track. And that is also, uh, to go back to what is Jordan's credit, he did a really, really good job of amping up the intensity. Um, one of the first things that we really wanted to try out when we were working on the game was this idea of dynamic music. So we still have this in the game right now, and it's fairly subtle that there are two versions to every track that you're in any given fight. So you have kind of your base layer, and then every time a relentless boss comes in, we add more instruments, more intensity uh, to the music that you're hearing. So with Warmongers, that's already a really, really intense track, just at its base. And then to think that we had to then bring that up to a higher intensity just for those like mini bosses, if you want to call them that, and then have an even higher intensity for Daedalus and Fell, and then bring it up even more for Seraph. Uh, Jordan did a really awesome job of feeling all those making all those intensities feel really threatening, but also really distinct. Cool. The uh, chat says, <laughs> Keshian says, really honest here, I mute all music in all games, but Monster Train has something I keep it on and enjoy it so much. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's see. They're asking, um, there's not a track. Dark, Dark Tempest says there's not a track I don't like from Monster Train. That's great. Um, Jacob Purnell is also saying that you have some uh, uh, sound effect breakdowns on your YouTube channel, Jordan, and he's pimping oh, your hey, YouTube Jacob. channel. Oh, hey, Jacob. Jacob is a, a kind of longtime member of the uh, Shiny Shoe family. If you play the credits track, there's a little blip that goes shiny, and that's Jacob's voice. Ah. This is a fun little tidbit. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I have a YouTube channel that I'm not super active on, but recently I've been posting a lot of Monster Train content. Um, if anybody uh, is just jumping in and they missed the, the bit with Michael and DP, who are our two voice actors, I have videos up now for them showing the them in action and kind of what went into the sounds for Seraph and Fel, who are two of our major bosses in the game. Um, but yeah, I, I will be posting more stuff there about the music and um, would love to hear if anybody's interested in a particular track or you know any part of the soundtrack that uh, you would want to see my process in. I'm looking for suggestions. 
Awesome. And if people don't know, they can go to Monster Train on Steam or themonstertrain.com and you can actually get the soundtrack by itself. So if you just love the sound and you want to listen to it in the background while you're working, you feel like you have to have a merchant in your life, you can just play this in the background as you go. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, let's see. Chat, now is your chance to ask your questions if you want to. Um, I feel as though, Jordan, this is a plant. I don't know, KG, KG. What makes Jordan so easy to collaborate with? I'm feeling a plant. <laughs> I did not hire KG, KG, but I appreciate that you think that I would be easy to work Bre with. Brendan? I, I can't really attest to that. Yeah, we no, should. Jordan is, is super easy to work with. I think um, both him and I have very similar approaches to how we want uh, music to sound in games and I think have similar uh, sensibilities and the kinds of things that we like to hear in games so that definitely makes music and sound design and all of those sorts of things very easy to collaborate on with Jordan on um, and there are enough differences that make it interesting and uh, you know we bring our own kind of expertise to the table with that so yeah super easy Fairgill Killa is saying that they love the calm sort of themes between battle and how it's emphasized way hard in the Seraph battle. It's like a theme being returned to. That's a really good point. Like, you don't think about that in games, but, you know, you're playing for several hours and these things all have to transition together in a seamless way that isn't jarring. So how, how do you do that where you make all of these stream together and, and it's distinct but not bothersome? Yeah, um, first of all, I'm could not be more thrilled that you picked up on the fact that the overworld theme is in Seraph. I think that was something that we decided to do very early on is have this one, you know, variations on a theme is kind of um, something I, I really appreciate in movies and uh, a lot of games, you know, with more of a narrative. And so there's three or four different major motifs that are recurring that in different ways throughout the soundtrack. The first being that one sojourn is the main track that plays over the the overworld appearing in seraph as like a high intensity choral thing uh, i wanted it to be kind of like bookends almost um there's the the theme that you when you're choosing your class that appears in the descent it appears in the wildwood track um there's little mo musical motifs that when you beat the game, it's, there's like a little dun, 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 dun. Uh, when you reignite hell, that um, is in Daedalus and it's in our opening trailer and all of these things that I think we wanted to try and tie in to create as much cohesion as possible. Because if this is a game that you're gonna be playing over and over and over again, it, it can get stale, right? To listen to the same thing presented the same way. So. Um, that was something that Brendan and I had talked about was figuring out different ways to introduce these themes and different what places it made sense to reintroduce them. Um, so I'm really glad that, that you picked up on that. Dark Frost 97 is asking about your process of writing. Um, you kind of answered a little bit of this with the, the melody and the chords, etc. But like it sounded like you were listening to a bunch of Spotify lists and then kind of just determining like your lane. How do you just come up with a theme? Um, let's see. Well, for Monster Train, at least, most of it was written on a piano. Um, other things I write on guitar usually, but for this, uh, yeah, I, I usually will just kind of start with the chords. Um, so get a string patch or a piano patch or whatever it is that I want to um, kind of be in the ballpark for um, and just start 
yeah, laying down chords and, and layering on top of that. I like a, you know, working in kind of a additive way. So starting with like the foundation of it and then sort of building upward from that has been a pretty common uh, through line in all of the Monster Train music. Betsy, I'm thinking about this more now. You said you recorded separately from Jordan, and you guys are doing kind of a duet. So did he record first and then you record, or you? How does this work? Because that could go catastrophically wrong. Yeah. Um, so from my perspective, uh, Jordan basically had, you know, kind of filler vocals that he sent over um, on top of the instrumental track so that I could kind of hear, you know, what he was thinking in terms of how to how to sing it and what the melody is. Um, and then I took that and I recorded like a standalone vocal track that was on top of instrumental so that, um, you know, I was able to just send over that vocal track and I took some amenities and was able to, to kind of riff in my own way. And then Jordan took that and I'm assuming added on on top of that to do all the harmonies and all of the background um, and then was able to mix it from there. Is that correct, Jordan? Yep, that's that's exactly it. Um, when working on like a duet like this, it's always easier, I think, to have the, the main vocal in and then sort of time the, the backing vocals to it. Um, and I think I... I had written the backing track first and was sending that back and forth with, with Betsy and um, like just included a little bit of notes about like how I wanted certain phrases to be voiced and articulated but for the most part she kind of just did her own thing with it and I think it turned out much much better for that um, and then once her vocals were down um, yeah then I went in and, and recorded my backing vocals to match that um, since I had all the editing tools uh, on my end of things. Actually, it was one of the easiest collaborations I've ever done, quarantine or not. Awesome. Yeah, I do some audio editing myself for Good Shepherd, and it is kind of a time-consuming process, so that I'm glad that that, <laughs> went, <laughs> I'm glad that went through it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Tron Quixote, I'm going to cut your question a little bit. Uh, they're new to the Monster Train community, so hey, welcome. Hope you enjoy Monster Train and the, the music that you're hearing right now is directly from the game. Uh, great, check Jordan's channel, but you'd like to hear as a new composer, how did you get into video game work, Jordan? Like, how did you get started in this industry? And do you have tips for new people? Um, yeah, you know, it's a, well, you know, I'm not, <laughs> would not call myself a veteran by any means, but um, I think. When I was starting out working on games, uh, I got connected through um, the remix community and I met a lot of people that way. You find that there are a lot of composers out there who grew up playing the exact same games that you did and maybe they've got a Final Fantasy or a Sonic you know, cover that they've done. And so I, I connected with a lot of people that way. Um, and having played games uh, myself growing pretty much all my life, um, start listening to soundtracks and paying attention to what it is that you like and whether that meshes with your style. For me, like one of the games that I really loved growing up was Diablo, the first Diablo. And I, I still think that all the music I've done for Monster Train and for a previous game, Death Store, is heavily inspired by Diablo. Just latching on to the things that uh, you find in your musical voice and leaning into them as much as you can. Cool. 
Okay, some people are joining chat. Hi guys, we have this kind of divided into half. So a lot of you are asking about certain sound effects and things, which is great. Um, just rewind and listen to the beginning, and you'll hear all of the voice actors uh, on here doing some of their favorite sounds and me playing some of their sounds. We're going to talk about music right now and, and the actual background stuff. So yes, some of your questions, uh, I'm not, <laughs> not going to play them because that would be disruptive. But rewind and you'll hear all about it. Okay, Brendan, sometimes I work with voice actors, but I always have a script, and then we just do the script like many times, etc. Um, when you're talking like voice acting and music with these two things together, there's certain like tracks, like Simple Machines, which has a lot of like noises of imps and stuff in the background. So how do you and Jordan collaborate on making sure that your your voice acting pieces that you're getting and I, I guess you're like in charge of all that and then giving that to Jordan how do you combine them together to make the perfect song well for the voice acting I think a lot of that goes back to to DB and Michael both being really fantastic at what they do it really was a collaborative process of so for Simple Machines, for example, I think the Morsel uh, VO in the background, um, that was something that we figured out with, with DB during the recording process. Um, you know, both Jordan and I had our own ideas of what the Morsels would sound like. We wanted them to be really fun and high pitched. Um, and for each of the characters that we were working with, it takes a little bit to get into the character of what they wanted to be. So it would be a lot of us just talking with DB of, her just kind of getting into character almost and just speaking in the way that a morsel would, um, us going back and forth and being like, no, that's a little too grim or, you know, what have you. Um, and once we got there, that was really like the core piece that I think we built on was we had really, really solid foundational content to work from, from the voice actors. Um, and then for the music piece of it, I'm sure Jordan can talk to talk more about this, but um, because we had all this great content and the lore was there to really support what we wanted each of these areas to convey. So for Simple Machines, that's relating to the Crucible and where the Umbra is. So we wanted it to feel very mechanical, very much like a mine. So there is more percussion element elements in it. There are, you know, the, the morsel VO in there. So Jordan really took that and really ran with it. So which is first? Is it the is it the voice acting that you have and then you write the music? Or do you write the music and then the voice acting kind of matches the feel of the jaunty of like how does how did that work and process it wasn't really a like one came first before the other there were some tracks that were written like warmongers we're talking about that was written well before we had any of the vo work done um and but then simple machines i think was written after the fact but jordan i know went back and added a bunch of these things as we went so it's really kind of a it's a super iterative process Ooh. like adding more things in it's just plussing everything as it comes in so we can make the music better and the VO better and everything feeds into itself. Yeah. I will say the morsel sounds that are in the in Simple Machines reignited that track on the soundtrack. That was just added in after the fact. Um, that was a track that, you know, I had the character designs and I, I wrote it while I was looking at them, you know, or thinking about them. Um, and DB ended up taking it to a whole nother level, you know, just those super cute, you know, little morsel sounds that I knew that for the soundtrack, I wanted to do something different. Um, I don't know if, if you were referring to the morsel sounds or like the, like the steam valve being released and like the ratchet sounds. 
because yeah. those were things that or yeah um the sound effects that are in that are baked in that are like a part of the percussion track that was something that um we kind of decided to do early on you know like it's in in the daedalus track too you know he's kind of one of our more mechanical steampunky things we have the in the interlude section of daedalus there's like a, a ratchet being turned or like a steam valve being released or metal being scraped things like that just to add a little bit of spice to it um i think yeah you're right simple machines has that in there as well um I'm trying to think what other tracks do that but the the intention being kind of blurring this line between sound design and music which is something i've always been fond of as a concept dark frost 97 asks was there any piece that you found technically difficult for you to play how do you deal with such situations? Does your inability to play certain things get in the way of composition? Do you compose for your own levels or do you compose for other people, basically? Right. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> my technical ability is always the limiting factor. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> so, like, I'll hear something in my head and then try and play it, and I'll be like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. But what happens uh, a lot of times is, um, you know, with... Uh, guitar parts, for example, because I, I did play a lot of guitar on the soundtrack. Um, it's a lot of takes and a lot of iteration and a lot of editing. Um, I think, you know, it's it's a real treat working with people like Betsy or working with our VO artists who like, I can give them something and I'll have it back in a week, <laughs> but it isn't always the case. Um, I think uh, for the most part though, you know, I, uh, I do try to write within my, like, you know, if it's something that's just like a crazy shredding passage or something like that, I'm, I'm not less likely to write stuff like that just because I don't know that I could do a convincing job of it, you know? So I, I work within that. Gotcha. Okay, well, we are getting ready to wrap up here. Um, where else can we hear you, Betsy, besides Monster Train? Um, so I do have a YouTube, which I can share, and I, getting married to Brendan has been wonderful, but one of the complexities with it is that my name has changed, so that's why you'll see oh. Streeter spelled. Um, and so I released my album previously under my maiden name, which is Diamati, um, which doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue, but I am on Spotify, iTunes, all that, um, under Betsy Diamati, uh, and my album is called How We Love. Again, more like acoustic singer-songwriting, um, but yeah, feel free to check it out. Awesome. Okay, so anyone else can pick up this soundtrack if you go to Steam and look for Monster Train, or you can go to themonstertrain.com and it will link you to Steam. You can buy the soundtrack separately, or you can buy the game and then listen to the soundtrack while you play combined. So, anything else, Jordan or Brendan, you want to say before we wrap up? And thank you guys so much for joining the stream and letting the community know more about all the great audio and sound effects in the game. No, just thank you to you, you know, Genesee for putting this all together and, and Good Shepherd for, you know, having us here today. It's a lot of fun yeah. to talk about this stuff. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thanks for everyone playing the game and enjoying it and enjoying all the awesome music and audio. And yeah, hopefully we. Yeah, thank you, chat. Hey, all right, hang on a second, guys.